0: Welcome to Personal Branding with Lynn, a podcast for creatives launching your side hustle or second career. If you are a new creative business owner and you're struggling to find out how you can promote yourself authentically, find your ideal customers and create a sales process that keeps customers in the pipeline, then you need a personal brand. That means if you own a business, you have a much better chance of winning people's trust If you bond with them first as a human being and you do that by creating a personal brand and that's the mission of this podcast, we will learn how to use a personal brand to help you launch and propel your creative business. Let's get started. Well, hello there and welcome again to personal banding with Lynn. This is episode 23 and we continue our season 2 approach to personal branding from start to finish. Now if you're just joining us for the first time in season 2, what I'm doing is going from start to finish as if I were teaching a full course on personal branding. So you'd go back to episode 20 where we began season 2 and and follow all the way up until this point. And you will be caught up with the course, but you can listen to today's. You don't have to go back right now; um, they'll they'll still make sense to you. All right. So this is what we're doing: season two from start to finish. And today we will talk about how we talk about our business and our personal brands because you know, the way we talk about our our personal brands and and our business really makes a big difference it makes a big difference between whether we hear crickets or applause you might be familiar if you are an english nerd like me with a concept called a syntax. syntax is in english is the way we structure our sentences and it has to be in a very spe- specific order in order for it to make sense you know, if you ever heard someone who is not a native English speaker, jumble up words in a sentence so that they're out of the order we typically really hear and know them, it just sounds odd. So there's a syntax that also have, that, that also works in the way, in the way we talk about our businesses and the way we structure our messaging so that our ideal customer will want to listen to us will listen to us and will take the actions that we want them to take. So this now I, I touched on this last week when, when we talked about the four foundational decisions you must make. And this is a big one, folks. If you don't get the messaging down, a lot of that other stuff just won't make Sense it won't mean a hill of beans if your website looks great or if your marketing is awesome and, and the and people don't understand what you're talking about or you're not, you're not presenting it in a way that is persuasive. You've just wasted your money on everything else. So today we are going to learn the difference between messaging that falls flat and how you can clarify your message so your customers listen and engage. Tell me something. Do you know how your personal brand is being received? I know you're putting stuff out there, but do you know when people come to your brand and engage with your business, what they're taking away from that experience? Well, I created a personal brand audit to help you get a glimpse into what people might be seeing and experiencing when they come across your stuff. Now, this Audit is not a typical audit like you. I know we we associate that word with the with the tax man, the IRS, and it makes us all shake in our boots. But this is a simple ten question quiz, if you will, and it's you should be able to go through it in less than five minutes. But what's most important is with each of the questions on the quiz. I give a short explanation as to why this is important. So you have what you're doing, you have why it's important, and you can now put those things together and have a sort of a a, a glimpse as to where you are in your process, and it might help you decide where to start, where to go next. So if you are worried that you don't know how you are being perceived, and you're not, you're not quite sure where you would need to begin, try my personal brand audit. Go to personalbrandaudit.co, personalbrandaudit.co. before personal branding photography was a thing, I created a business concept that was similar with similar kind of service and offering, but I didn't know how to talk about it. And man, that really messed me up. I remember going to this networking group uh, for business owners and communicators, and I would go in and we'd You know, bump into someone, we started a a good conversation when we had exchanged pleasantries and then came the question we all anticipate, so what do you do? I would then bumble and stumble through a long list of cliches and buzzwords. And I tell you what, in most cases, the person's expression would glaze over And I get that puzzled frown, and I keep talking more and more and more, hoping to explain my way into it, and the frown just kept getting worse and worse until you got the, well, nice to meet you anyway, and they moved on. And you thought, ugh, that fell flat. How did I mess that up so badly? And it's still kind of painful to think about it. And and in any and you know that in any personal brand or business adventure there are few things more important than the way you talk about your concept and your business. You know it means the difference between the frown I got and an enthusiastic ooh, tell me more. Let me get your card. Perhaps we can continue this conversation later. Man, that's just what I need. Boy, those are the responses we're hoping for. And your messaging means the difference between that and a dud. It's the difference between whether they click the download now or the buy now button on your website or just keep on scrolling. So let's talk about how we talk about our businesses and our personal brands. So. There are four ways to talk about what you do. When someone hits you with that question, so what do you do? You can respond one with a label, which is what a lot of people do. I'm a writer, I'm a photographer, I'm a business coach, I'm a whatever it is. That is a label. And the problem with responding with a label is sometimes your idea of what that is and their idea might not be the same thing, you know, so you might say, I'm, I am a photographer and you might mean that I'm a photographer who works with commercial shoots and, and helps high-end brands put together, you know, the the visual imagery that sells their products. And you and they might hear, "I'm the person who comes to my kid's school and takes the 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 portrait of them for third grade." See, both are photographers, but if you are in the first category, then and you are looking for someone. You know who might be a potential client, and they you know that you might miss out them or somebody they might be able to refer you to so a label, which is the first way you can respond is the way most people do do engage and say "I'm a whatever," but it is probably the less clear option. This is a second way you can respond with your process. Now, this is one where you you see it all the time. When I used to do um when I used to write for the International Franchise Association and we'd you know, we would write about business I would write I would write business profiles, ghostwriting for another potential for another writer's name and and byline. And it was so funny to me that so many people would talk about what they do in terms of their process, their proprietary process. And and eight times out of 10, their process begins with, we listen to you and then we do something based on what we heard. And you think that's not a process, that's common sense. But a lot of people when you ask them about what they do, they roll that out. Here's my process. I have a three step process. I listen to you and then I do what you want. And that might be, you know, good, but I think it, it, it gets to be boring. And a, we've heard so many versions of that. It's hard to get me excited with a process response. Process is, is what I used to use in media relations when I didn't want to answer the real question. Why is that so expensive? Oh, Fred, let me tell you about how we put this together and then you'll have better understand. Process is not meant to, in a lot of cases, to help you excite that person about what you do. There's a third way you can talk about it and this is your solution. And this now you're getting to be a lot closer to to the kind of response that will begin to now trigger your potential client. Your solution. I work with X to help them do Y. My solution. I work with business owners to help them build their personal brands. Okay, great, because now we're getting close because now we're triggering something with the person listening and uh, and we're saying you know I work with you and I've identified who you are and I'm here's what I do for you and that can be a you know a a a good way to talk about your business it can be it can be a good way but there's a better way and that's number 4 and that is to talk about their problem first there is you always lead when you talk about what you do, you always lead with the problem because the problem is the hook. Are you tired of losing potential sales because the way you talk about your business isn't resonating with people who listen? Now, had you said that to me when I was in in that networking um, debacle, are you tired of miss are you tired of missing out on, on potential sales and leads because the way you're talking about your business isn't resonating and I'd go yes good and then you bring in the solution you lead with the problem and in in any effective messaging format or or messaging structure system you always lead with the problem and and this this is important because in business, I think we said this last week, business happens when you solve a problem for a profit. You solve a problem that someone has and they're willing to pay you enough for you to make a profit. Now you've got a business. And I always like to liken it to Shark Tank on A B C and that's a show I love when these entrepreneurs come and they pitch their businesses to and try to get an investment in their business from the sharks. And if you've watched any of the 11 seasons, you know that the format where uh, that each business owner uses successfully is to come in and start with the problem they were trying to solve. You gotta start with the problem. Because if you're not solving a problem, then why would they even bother with you, right? Like, okay, so and and there's always a problem there. You, you might not you might not think you're solving a problem, but you are. So you start with the problem. Now, in of in the most simple of messaging constructs, you have problem, solution, and result. Problem solution and result. So for my personal branding photography business, I say, you know you should be posting lots more images on social media and you know that you should be showing up much more than you are but you don't have the time to go and take all those selfies. Well, what if I told you in one afternoon in one shoot we can help you create enough images and enough stories to let you post once a day for 3 months in one sitting. So, what I've done there, the problem, you know, you need to post more and you and you're frustrated because you can't and you know you're supposed you should, but you just don't have the time, and the solution is I have a a personal branding shoot that we can go on and help you capture all the images that you and stories you need to illustrate your business so that result you can have more engaging images to share once a day for three months. So, there you go problem, solution, result. Problem, solution, result. So, this works because if you are the ideal customer and if you have really identified the problem accurately and if you, and you have described it in a way that, re, that they recognize it as the problem they have and the problem they have been trying to solve or have been frustrated that they could not solve. And here you show up, you have their attention. Okay. So that's how that works. If you are, if you have identified the true problem, and if you are talking to the person who is experiencing that problem and who's been frustrated by by that problem and who's tried to solve that problem with no luck, you have their attention. So problem, solution, result. So you want to, Demonstrate that you understand the problem and, and the with the, the more specificity you can use when you're describing the problem, the better off you will be and the better chance you'll have it re- of having it resonate with your potential client. You want to talk about your solution. You don't want to just leave them. OK, there's a problem. and You walk off. And so okay, why did you get that stirred up? and you, wanna, you want to demonstrate that there's a solution there, but you also want to tie it back to the result. Right? Like I can solve the problem and here's how that will help you in the long run and help you with your business. So th- that is a simple messaging framework. Now, I say simple because you can have a more sophisticated version. And you can. This is one where you, you talk about the customer's problems. They you always start with the problem, but you define the stakes and create urgency, meaning you have to tell them why this is important, right? I know that you, you know, are, are struggling to post more images on social media and you're frustrated because you can't now you go to defining the stakes. Because you know that if you don't do it, you're missing out on so many customers and you know the people who are doing it are now going by you and creating even better engagement and reaching more customers than you are, right? And so, but you know if you do get around to doing this consistently, boy, that engagement will go up and it will create more leads for you and more opportunities for you to sell. So you you define the stakes and you create the urgency. Some people say it's called the hell if you don't and the heaven if you do. You want to clearly, clearly point out the hell if you don't and the heaven if you do as part of your messaging. And then finally, you want to leave them with a clear call to action. And this is probably more important when you are messaging in written form online or in, in marketing collateral. You always want to tell people what to do next. Call to action. So now your messaging is not just problem, problem solution, but it's problem and not just solution, but Here's what's going to happen if you don't fix this now. Bad for you. And here's what can happen if you fix this now. Great for you. So if you don't want to experience the bad and you want to get the good, do this. And that's your call to action, okay? You, You are now identifying the problem, identifying the solution, agitating a little bit, you know, helping them to create a sense of urgency. And then two other things you can add into messaging to also make a finer point is talk about your own unique competitive advantage. You know, why what makes you special and you might sprinkle that in. Now, when you're in a sales messaging Sales messaging situation, you might use in messaging what's called risk reversal, meaning this is when you say, look, you know, you have nothing to lose. Try it for 30 days. Uh, If you don't like it, you know, you get your money back or better yet, I won't even take a payment until 30 days. So if you like it, you can just, um, you know, pay then. And you've seen these before, like the bigger the, the sense of risk. That your potential customer, if he's, if your potential customer says, yes, I, that's the problem. Yes, I like your solution. Yes, you're the person I want to work with, but whoa, this is a lot of money you're asking for and I'm not sure. And so the risk reversal is a way for you to now reduce some of that friction and say, look, I, I get it. I get it. You are you, you want to do this, but you're, you're concerned about XXX. X, X. How about I do this to get rid of that for you? And boom, there you go. That is the last of the, the messaging, um, what le- elements that you might use. So to think about that as you begin to talk about your brand, your product, your service your solution. And if you take anything away from this conversation, remember this, you always start with the problem. The problem is always the hook. You do not get anyone's attention until you've you have identified and clearly described the problem. And the final thing, and I probably should have put this up higher or earlier in the, in, in the description of messaging, but the messaging has, your message needs to be simple. It needs to be repeatable and memorable. Meaning when you boil down your message to its core essence, it needs to be so simple that I get it. If you remember um, the movie Philadelphia, which was a long time ago, back in the nineties. And there was a Denzel Washington's character would say, explain it to me like I'm a 12 year old. And, and, and in some, on some level, that's what you are going to be doing. You are going to be explaining this thing in its most simple form, meaning you want simple words, you want concrete words, and you want to, to paint a picture that someone can actually see and understand what you're talking about. Because at the end of the day, if it's not simple, none of this works. A confused mind always says no. So remember, you have to be simple. And if you, if you think about a lot of the messaging that resonates, it's very simple. Geico says 15 minutes can save you 15%. Done. You know, and, and and in that you have, you know, the promise and the, the investment fifty, and 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 it's really simple because you 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 now you can imagine what I have to do and what I'm what I'm going to get as a result of it. Very simple language. Um, if if nothing else, make sure you lead with a problem and make sure you you express it in its most simple form. Boil it down to as few words as possible and then try it out on people who aren't familiar with what you do or, or your industry. And if they get it and if they can repeat it back to you, then you are going down uh, a good road, All right? So keep that in mind. And as you think about and talk about your brand and which is your business, remember to keep it simple. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid, and then focus on the problem and the solution and what you do there. All right. So okay, so I hope that is helpful for you as we think about messaging and how we simpler clarify our messages so that our customers listen and engage. Well, thank you again for joining me for episode 23 as we talk about we talked about how to clarify your message so your customers listen and engage this was fun for me and i'm glad that you could meet me here for another episode as we go through personal branding from start to finish of course this continues next week so you can meet me there and if this is helpful for you and if you are learning from this then i would ask you to check out apple podcasts and leave uh, an honest review of how much you love it <laughs> All right folks, thank you so much. Hey, you have a great week. Right now we are in the midst of a sto- snowstorm in the up in the northeast. So, we're just looking out the window at the snow and drinking hot chocolate and of course trying to get a little work done. So, wherever you are, I hope you are having a good time too and that you have a productive week. All right, take care. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Personal Branding with Lynn. If you took something helpful from today's episode that you plan to put into practice, I'd love to hear about it. Please let me know and share it with our listening friends. We'd love to encourage and support you along your path. Leave a comment wherever you heard this or at Personal Branding with Lynn, either on Facebook or or on Instagram. Don't forget, you can subscribe at linmorton.com forward slash subscribe and share this episode with another creative business owner. That's it for now. Let's get together next Monday and do it all over again. Good luck this week. Cheers.